windmills, dude. supposed to do we shut it down uh casey what are we doing here <laughs> welcome to telefriends where we listen to the calls just our listeners leave at three or four five one eight jams Jam! i'm casey you're a bow that's true you haven't heard of these calls i've heard all of them that's and we're going to start with call number eight Start get the blood flowing for number eight Welcome to another episode of Name That Film. I'm your host, Dick Lipschitz, and as always, if our contestants are unable to make up a name for the film I describe, I will be drawn and quartered. Let's begin. A charming student catches the eye of an athlete, an intellectual, a brooding loner, and a passionate dancer in this choose-your-own-adventure romance. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. Contestants at the ready? Uh, let's name that film. Okay, one person falls in love with four different people. I mean, you don't want it. Can the name, the name "Spin the Bottle" is not funny enough for it to be the, our answer on the show. But it no, would, but it would be like it would the be trailer. A, it would like work. They're all at a thing. Yeah. Or is this like the the actually we call it a reimagining of the Breakfast Club? How so? That's how the beginning of the movie is. The same thing, <laughs> like where they're all in detention together. Yes. And everybody gets to see, they're like, oh, it's going to be like that movie we love. This is going to be terrible. And then it's totally a different movie. You know, the fucking Breakfast Club is amazing. Especially the scene where Emilio Estevez and... Uh, 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 Molly Ringwald? No. Geeky Kid? Yes. Anthony Michael, he's huge now. The Paul? graphic sex scene we have between those two characters <laughs> in our version. What do we call this movie, though? It's called The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Also the movie that for name that film, yeah, that we're, we're just remaking the Breakfast Club, yeah, but instead it's going to be a choose your own adventure where where one of them falls in love with all of them. What if we made the Breakfast Club like not Rashomon style? Well, how do you say that? Where it's like let's remake it from the perspective of every individual oh, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Rashomon, right? but then as a VR experience. Let's get it right to the future. This is Zeitgeist's thing. <laughs> One of them has to be a professional gamer. One of them is a uh, oh shit Instagram But that's like celebrity. the jock now. Is like he's super good at esports. Yeah. Fucking uh, I mean, Estevez <laughs> is awesome at esports. One's an Instagram celebrity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Molly Ringwald, right? One's a political activist. One's a young Who's, Republican. That's Anthony Michael Hall. Sure. We're not d- doing direct transpositions. No, no, of no. These? Oh, okay. oh God, no. Okay. One is. <laughs> you think what else? What what's else is zeitgeisty? One. Uh, is, is a is a is a made a made a billion dollars because he invented fidget spinners. Yeah, that he doesn't get the money until he until he's eighteen. <laughs> he he's uh, he legally expatriated from his family because they wouldn't give him access to his fidget spinner money. The, the loner is just a super hipster, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess are hipsters loners anymore. I don't no, think they are, dude. No, like I think nah. I fucking hate the word. Ugh, man, I have this theory about the Breakfast Club, but fucking, I've said it a thousand times and I never want to repeat it again. I, the thing that's the Breakfast Club's fucking awesome because 
it's a fucking bottle episode, man. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. that I think we've said this. We've talked about this on this show. Fuck us. And it was a thing. And that was before it was like a thing. Like the people yeah. considered, you know. I'm mm-hmm. sure it happened before that. But it wasn't. Totally. 12 Angry yeah. Men is totally a bottle thing. Yeah. It's which Dog. Is amazing. Watching 2001 in the movie theater this week. Yeah was a really like oh fuck this movie is so good everybody who makes movies is stealing whole cloth from it <laughs> holy shit it's like you're watching that movie and you're like this movie is really where david lynch got his whole style from you know what i mean like not that he's not super inventive and great yeah but fuck dude 2001 whoo what are we doing where are we going <laughs> <laughs> we're just chit-chatting uh okay yes that back on topic Yes. This next call flirts with the, the boundaries of what we like to do here. At Uh-oh. Call number three. Gentlemen. This? It's Will. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Hi, Will. Uh, happy birthday, Bo. Belated birthday. Aftermath hey, birthday. Birthday forever. It's a big year in your life, man. I love you. <laughs> happy birthday. Thanks, first Bob. things first. Second things second. <laughs> um, I got a lot of questions today, as usual. But, like, I just don't know how they relate. And maybe by the end, the ultimate question is how all these things together first aerosmith <laughs> how and why especially like living on the edge era post dude looks like a lady <laughs> like would anyone ever be like you know what um has a moral compass for our world especially at the time it came out i mean aerosmith i really looked to steve tyler and joe perry for guidance and what's wrong in the world today other than aerosmith <laughs> because that is the answer to their question of living on the edge I don't think there's anything about edgy about listening to um, Aerosmith in the same way I don't feel like they have the moral authority to tell me what is going on is wrong in the world today. Even with Genesis, who I sort of hate because Phil Collins is a cock, did Land of Confusion. At least that had some, like, tie-in to, like, yo, nuclear attack is right around the corner, boners. Don't die. Oh, man. Aerosmith, on the other hand... Fuck off, man. It was like the mid-90s. Things were fine. They're like, something's wrong in the world today with Bill Clinton. Don't like it. Don't like how this economy and non-war stuff is going. <laughs> Fuck off, Aerosmith. Remember the cover of that album? Man. was a fucking cow udder with a nipple ring through it. <laughs> Fuck off a thousand times, Aerosmith. I know we're not supposed to be like bummers in this show, but fuck. <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't even remember what my other things were. Oh man, I brought up my notes. It's probably something to do with like, what's the best way to moisturize your face if you're a dude without feeling weird about it? Or how do you get a haircut that's still cool and feels like Tony Hawk meets Mad Max meets Inglorious Bastards, but not look like an all right guy now? I mean, I never wore polo shirts, so that's okay. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Man. If something's wrong in the world today, it starts with Aerosmith. <laughs> I need you guys tell me what's wrong, how I fix that fucking haircut, how, you know, I don't know. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Jesus. All right. Goodbye. Bye, Will. Man, I really hope we can help. Do you remember the uh, one album cover that was one truck fucking another truck? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't remember it until you just said it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. (laughs) Let's make it two trucks fucking. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Aerosmith. What do you want on the cover? This one, something fucking. Uh, what am I gonna do? I gotta put something fucking on this cover. Two turtles? No, that's too explicit. That's actual sex. Two trucks that look like. Okay. You don't think it was like Steven Race. Tyler saw a fucking tow truck picking up another truck? It was this is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
I was out scarf shopping, guys, and you'll never believe what I saw. Do you think he takes the microphone stand with him when he goes bandana shopping? <laughs> I think he's got the, the measurements out pretty good at this point. I'm saying life. he's got to see how it works yeah, with the others. He though. spins it and tosses it hand to hand. He does the thing where he drops the floor and pulls it back up with his foot. Yeah, that's a good move. Yeah, You can't teach that. You probably can. You probably you can who certainly. Would, yeah. Who would take that class? <laughs> I don't know that. I will say in their defense, I don't know that Aerosmith has ever really positioned themselves as the moral authority on anything. He's right about that one line and that one. Something's song. wrong in the world today. I don't know but what, what it, it is. is. So he's saying, but he, he says something else there after that. But I don't remember. What something's it. wrong with our eyes or something. <laughs> something, something, something. Else. Seeing things in a different way, and God knows it ain't His. That's the part where uh-huh. where he becomes the moral authority because then it's like you're saying we're we're out of harmony with a with with a with a spiritual way of being supposition mm-hmm. S- steven tyler can see the future it's a, a premise accepted he's a prophet uh-huh he's not speaking about the way the world is now no but he sees it that coming up the road okay he's got a, lo- a political long view that that other rockers do not possess so when he says there's something wrong in the world today he's seeing the seeds of the antecedents that would project out into the future that are that are materializing now mm-hmm. or at the moment that you're yes. hearing the song yes okay I think holy that, shit i think that explains it <laughs> fucking will get your haircut however you want fuck everything it's going to change in 10 minutes anyways You'll we don't fine. fucking we don't usually engage with this kind of shit but i will say no, we can talk about a band's haircut we that's can't, right up our alley this is sort of related to my uh aesthetic existential crisis that i've been going through and here's what i'm gonna tell you will like you know how like fucking you like you go to the barber shop and you're like i want my haircut like this mm-hmm be like, I just want to look like the sheriff from Stranger Things. Okay. Is that is that where he's head? I think so, man. Yeah, man. Don't fucking worry about it. Like, no one's going to confuse you with shit heels. You'll be good. <laughs> right? Yeah. This call actually... That re- did really get right on the edge, though, because we try very hard to provide a, a space with, with no bummers and when we don't fucking... We don't really interface with politics because, like... I'm comfortable talking about the po- politics of a man's haircut. Word. Okay, fair, fair enough. I've, yo, look like the fucking sheriff from Stranger Things. You'll, you'll, you'll be chill. This, But that's something we've already... We've spoken about. We've discussed the 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 problematic desire of a certain kind of haircut i agree yeah it's it's fucked up yeah are we going to applebee's after this because millennium millennials are, are ruining applebee's they're not um, ruining they're closing them applebee's are bad are they yeah i've been to applebee's twice maybe in my life a memorable dining experience <laughs> <laughs> well you're like i will always go to any chain restaurant and i'm yeah, like let's ride let's do this shit i love that dumb shit i like a tgi fridays thank god it's fridays i'm so hungry now that, now that we've both stomped all over my attempts at segways, let's listen to call number one. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm a first-time caller from Ashland, Oregon. Whoa. And I was calling to talk to you about synchronicity today. Um, the police? I feel like to explain what Office. I'm talking about, I have to tell you a little bit about myself, which is that I was adopted. Um, I grew up and lived both my adoptive family and my biological family in the Jackson County here in Oregon, which is about like 200,000 people. Um, and when far before I was born, my biological grandma worked for my, who ended up being, um, probably about 20 years later, my adopted parents, which is kind of weird. And then uh, an aunt of mine dated a cousin of my later adopted dad. Um, when I was finally born in the 80s, um, 
I was born in the same hospital on the same day as a girl named Kara. Rhymes with Sarah. Um, and she ended up actually being adopted into the same family as my, um, <clears throat> as I was adopted into. Um, Whoa. also very strange. Um, totally at different times. Never knew each other until then. Um, and then my parents, my adopted parents also owned a house that my birth mother from when I was younger, uh, used to take me to, which is very strange. They didn't believe it when I told them that I'd been to just all these really strange coincidences. But my mm. favorite has to be that in 1987, after I was living with my biological grandparents, I was attending daycare and living at one house. And the one friend I made at that daycare was this girl named Heather. A year later, I moved Sorry. at the new school I attended. She was in the classroom right next door as I switched schools and became a really key friend for me at that point. Um, another year later, in 1989, is when I was actually adopted. I moved across the Rogue Valley, across the county, um, and started my new family and, you know, adjusting to being an adopted kid at age seven. And um, who moves in next door within like a month, but that same girl, Heather, who oh. ends up being my friend for years and years and years. Um, anyways, I just think that the concept of synchronicity is really interesting and in how sometimes the universe just seems to put people in your life who you need at a certain time. And I wonder if you guys just think that everything is pure coincidence or if you think that there's something um, bigger to it. Um, I certainly have obviously those that's just a few of the examples of weird synchronicity that hopefully you can understand without seeing a picture of my my tree. This is a fascinating fucking phone call, dog. I think it's unfair for us to consider that the judging on synchronicity when the example she provides is that she clearly lives in ten seasons of a <laughs> daytime soap or something, dog. It's like t- it's like a synopsis Whoa. of ten years of a TV show. First of all, shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Heather. Heather, what up? What up? Um, thanks for calling, Sarah. Word. Secondly, how fucking cool would it be to have an adopted twin? What do you mean? Like she's born on the same day at, uh, in the same room as Kara, who's later adopted into her same family, mm-hmm. right? So they're not biologically twins, but within that adopted family, they're fully twins. Yeah, they're same day birthday. That's same fucking day. cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Three. The three. These are the three things I'm thinking about before I fucking <laughs> give this back over to. But the third thing is her adopted that... parents sound awesome. They're like adopting people left and right. Yeah, they're dude, like that sounds like a. Yeah, because at first it was like, they live I never the knew valley. her before They're then. Like, and I'm like, well, you're both adopted. But I didn't realize she was adopted at seven. A lot of twists and turns in that call. Yeah. Super fucking fascinating. There's this thing that uh, in... Um, Is this a Richard Russo book? No, in Cat's Cradle, though. In Kurt Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle, he talks a lot about your Karas, like K... I don't know how to really pronounce it, but K-A-R-A-S-S, where it's like the group of people that you're just fucking magnetically attracted to throughout yeah. your life that yeah. just keep showing up. Yeah. Like, there's, like, yo, like... Her shit is in high gear in terms of that, it seems like. But, yeah. Opposing view. <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> I mean, just moving that shit fucking doesn't happen anymore. I don't think that's true. I think I think it is. There's a guy who I Like, I would have these meaningful run-ins with people back mm-hmm. home, but then I fucking moved away from my home and it'd be like, I don't have that fucking runs anymore. Not true, dog. There's a guy that fucking... I grew up in the same town as this dude, yeah. right? And... Part of the story is you both moved to a pretty well-known place to move to. Twice, though? (laughs) 
But like, it's not even that like we both moved into because like, look, there's this dude. Shout out to Gray. What up? <laughs> like, we don't know each other that well, which is really the funny part. But like, fucking, I like grew up in, the, in my hometown. Small town. Small town. Right. We knew each other. He's a couple years older than me, but we weren't like homies. But like, he's a rad dude. Don't get me wrong. And then so like, I go to college. I moved to Charleston. Fucking, what up? It's like Gray's like up the street. You know what I mean? Like he was like a dude yeah. I would run into. Then cut to years later, I like moved to moved to Austin, and like he's like a dude who's around. You know what I mean? Like I'm convinced that like there is something to that. So, I get that like we both like live. I think it's in big places that are popular like, to go to. Yeah, but like dog, we like it should. Yeah, your hometown is pretty. Cl- Pretty near Charleston, mm-hmm. but not super close. So not super like, close. And it wasn't yeah, like but the it's place like, that you moved to. It's a nice place. It's a school. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a, that's out of the state. So it feels like you're going somewhere, but not really going that far. Yeah. And then I don't think he was in school, big, though. I think he was just yeah. kicking it. But yeah, it's also just a... But like, Austin's big, dog. That, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. The I'm just saying the likelihood of the coincidence is increased the longer you stay in one area. You just, just through sheer chance of seeing and running into and having similar experiences but, but again but you're, i think you're trying to like diminish the coincidence of my life where i did move geographically because i went to popular so like so yeah if you do things that people do you're more likely to see people there yeah what yeah say. Well, that's what i'm saying is like in 20 years you're gonna have three more of those things just through amount of exposure mm-hmm. you know yeah whereas if you'd stayed home your entire life that would be having a lot I'm not saying it's for sure. Yeah. I'm just offering the other other point of view. I don't know if I really, what I believe. What I'm saying to you, Sarah, is I'm into the concepts of synchronicity. <laughs> I'm sold. I need more evidence. Yeah. And she should write a book. For fucking sure. Yeah. I'd read that book. Yeah. It could be like different point of views, same kind of stories. And then a VR experience. Like the second book could have the first book happening in the background, kind of. Whoa. You know? <laughs> Whoa. Like what? there could be a reference to characters and things happening in the first book. They could all set in the same area. Yeah. But different characters. Or make it all be like... You can't call it synchronicity, though. That's been taken. What if you did it where it was like, there's only one word on each semi-transparent page, so when you close them all, it tells us. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so when you close them all, you have one page of story. Yeah. <laughs> you have the shittiest <laughs> format for a short story that there's ever been. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't quite get, get to the end of that thought before. No, sorry. <laughs> Should have thought it through. <laughs> Damn it. Let's go, let's go to call number four. Is it like pencil thin mustaches? Is that the next place to go? Whoa. To get to? What? To get away from like everybody having big beards and like all right haircuts? Man. I feel like maybe if we were like a little, I mean, I wouldn't say all the way Salvador Dali, but not as like dad as Walt Disney. That feels nothing. I mean, all the Walt Disney. You know, yeah. Um, but that doesn't feel anything like alt right. It doesn't feel like, um, like how CrossFit dudes are like, "Oh, I'm Sparta," and all have beards now and like shaved heads. Like that Please. sucks. What's up with CrossFit? Do you think people <laughs> do CrossFit and listen to Aerosmith? Because an alt right <laughs> men's right dude doing CrossFit, being all like, "Oh, I'm Sparta," with a giant beard and like a haircut that used to be cool. Is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> Maybe he also drives a Jeep Wrangler with a uh, oh "Don't Tread on Me" license plate, and like, where are the emails? Bumper sticker. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Mustache. He has a mustache, like a real mustache. Like you're a gym teacher mustache. Thoughts. Dog, I got you. Here's what you want to do. I swear to God, this is like 
what I'm de- like. This is the shit I'm thinking about on a daily basis right now, right? Here's what you want to do. You want to keep your beard however the fuck you want your beard. But ideally, you want it to look like the sheriff on Stranger Things, right? Hair and beard, sheriff on Stranger Things, right? And then... Can you picture what his hair, hair is like? It's like kind of longish and slick back. It's the thing I'm going for as we speak. Okay. Um, Because it's not slick back because it's just like uh, he's had a hat on all day, but it's pushed back. Yeah. Um, and not with a comb, you can tell us with his hands. Okay, so like yeah. if you're, I'm saying he maybe does a comb like in the morning, but then like right, then it fucking yeah, who gives a shit? He's not carrying a comb. He's but then the I think pawns. in terms of shit you have on, you should be wearing like if you're Will, you should be wearing. He's gonna hate this, but like unless you say white t-shirt, that's, I'm, t- I'm putting him in a black t-shirt and dickies. Like if you're in a black t-shirt, dickies, white socks, and Vans, like. You're fucking not pissing anyone off ever. Like, seems, you just have a good look. That seems a hard 90s. It's a hard 90s, but it's also, like, a fucking kind of, like, <clears throat> like a proletariat of it's, the people It sounds like too. Marble Reds in a skateboard to me. Yeah. Like, high water dickies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it we'll works. Uh, we'll have to consider Will's outfits. Will always dresses with, like, a little bit of a military like he's comes from that world of like this is what this is why this is bothering him because okay will i think every time i see will he looks like a guy who just got off work <laughs> like he might have his work like work clothes in the car like he probably has like a decent dress shirt in the car he has to throw on see the thing this is the thing is bothering will because like but to be fair i've, I've been in the same room <laughs> with will three times <laughs> he's a rad dude <laughs> He's from that world of like, you know, he's from that like industrial fucking goth world, right? So like he fucking gravitates towards combat boots and like shirts with weird epaulets on them and, and stuff, um, which is dope. But if you're like worried about being confused with people who are like militarizing themselves, then that can be a problem, right? So sure. Yeah. He's just got to soften it up, I think. And I think the way I to say do that, no beard, really shave the head and the eyebrows and your eyebrows and then. Go ahead, go ahead and get the whole body a real slick look. Was he talking about moisturizing his face, too? Yeah. Yo, my wife has this weird green shit and a spray bottle. Yeah. And you're supposed to just spritz it on your face two times right after you get out of the shower. Who the fuck are you getting embarrassed by? Like, who are you fucking yeah, doing who, this shit why in the do morning? You care? Like, yeah. Who do you share a home with that is shaming you about your... Moisture level? Taking care of your face. Get a fucking Evian Brumi Satur dog. Whoever that just... is, tell him to call in. I'll tell him to go fuck themselves with <laughs> Play this for him. Hey, go fuck yourself. I do what I want with my face. It's moist enough for me. Right? I guess. So we're talking about something you're very passionate about. I guess. Clearly. About Will? <laughs> Will in, in style. Okay. I think this is right up your alley, too, with call number six. So we really need to have a conversation about hamburgers. Now, I'm not a huge okay. hamburger fan. Some people may think, no, oh, you're crazy. You eat a lot of hamburgers. Well, the thing is about a hamburger is when you go into a restaurant, if you're looking at the menu and you don't really see something that you really want... A hamburger is generally a safe bet. Most places can make a hamburger, and at the end of the day, you're going to be, all right, it's a hamburger. It's the thing to eat. Here's the thing, though. Hamburger is also a great way to figure out just how good a restaurant is. I had a really bad experience with a hamburger. I went to a place the other day, relatively new. Nothing really spoke to me on the menu at this restaurant, so I thought, hey, I'll try the hamburger. Got the burger. It looks fine. The problem is, is that when you take a bite of the thing, it just crumbled. 
Ooh. It's there was nothing keeping this patty of meat together. If I'm eating a hamburger, I need to be able to actually eat the hamburger instead of having a third of it fall out onto the plate as soon as I take a bite on the stuff. And not big hunks either. This is just like crumbling down there. Really? I, a friend hamburger. of mine said, well, it's, it's like a chili. smash burger. First of all, hamburger. how is a smash burger? Second of all, I didn't order a smash burger. I ordered a hamburger. That makes sense. So that, that kind of bothered me. Now, having said that, there is a place where I went and I got a hamburger once. When I first got it, I was like, ah, not that great. And then I went back, and they completely changed their burger, and it is so good. And that is June down on South Congress here uh-huh. in Austin, Texas. It is a really good burger. I tried it, and, well, the first time I tried it, it was bad. The second time I tried it, and it was great. They had totally fixed everything, and this burger turned into this amazing, juicy, delectable piece of food stuff. Now, I will say it's super expensive. It's like an $18 burger, and it's not worth $18. It's going to be hard for me to find a burger that's worth $18. Especially it's got a 50-50 success they have rate. a half the hour with half price. <laughs> that burger is totally worth $9. I'll pay $9 for that burger every day. I'll go there every day. No, I won't go every day because I don't like burgers that much. But if you like burgers, <laughs> hot and cold you should really try burger. that out. And if you're making burgers at a restaurant, keep the things sticking together. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Well, then he fell down a well. <laughs> yeah, thanks for calling. Um, you, 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 I, I, I thought you'd be very interested in the idea of the the burger litmus test. Yeah, for a place, I like that that idea. That's that a good one. I, you go to a place and you're like, I want to try this. I always, this is the thing that can be fucked up, but I also think it can be like make a place. That's how I feel about the chicken dish on a menu. Yeah. I'm like, how what you do with chicken to me is really indicative of, of how you function as a chef. Because it's like, everybody's got a chicken dish. And chicken kind of is like a really good, you know, vehicle for other flavors. Yeah. Um, I'm not sold on this burger either. <laughs> you're a guy who likes a burger? I don't know if I see you eat really a lot a of burgers. No, I don't really care. Have you been a burger guy in your life? I don't eat red meat at the moment. Like, yeah. I have a thing lately where it's like, I don't eat red meat because of a number of reasons. One... I'm concerned about the water that it takes to <laughs> consume red meat, and also that I, I, it doesn't. I, I never feel really good after I eat red yeah. meat. Um, so I mean, right? No, I don't. But, but I don't have a problem with anybody else eating red meat. Eat fucking red meat. That's For like a right. fat guy, I don't have like a thing. Like I don't have like a. I can't say no to a rib. <laughs> it's like, which is probably the problem. I just Hoover up whatever comes into reach of my increasingly pudgy arms well i mean i I think you're looking good case thanks buddy yep i appreciate that no problem 50 50 burger yeah what keeps the burger together because love is it i mean because don't tell anybody it's the secret ingredient i think what they did like i think what you do i think the ingredients of a hamburger patty are fucking ground chuck right and then salt pepper smash that shit on the grill like that's a smash burger. You just smashed no, it. No, no, no. I think what they did is like added ingredients and then stirred and separated. So they ended up with like a fucking mm. like a manwich or sloppy joe. Yeah, I think it's not congealing correctly. Yeah. They added too much shit. You're supposed to just throw an egg in there. That's like now you're making meatloaf though, right? Like, <laughs> am I? Egg, I'm not. breadcrumbs, uh, chopped onions, all that shit. Like you can make dope burgers Man, that I way. Can go for a manwich. Yeah, man, I could go for some fucking food. Like the time of day that it is, and that call has just made me really hungry. Yeah, and I put you like totally off. Like I, I got us all scheduled today. <laughs> we usually will be done in et by now. Yeah, today I'm like, I was like, I, I had a banana, ooh, some chips. Mm. I was like, I, I got. Were they wrap chips? Were they wrap? Wrap. 
Wrap snacks? No, they were not. They were they were regular. No, I'm not interested anymore. That makes sense. Had a, a wet burp. Because that Mountain Dew white label dog. Uh, it's because not enough of it. Hold on a second. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. That was a bad idea. <laughs> it really hurts. <laughs> I'm not doing this for you. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> oh, fucking play a call. I don't care. Oh, God. I don't know which ones we have called. Uh, do seven. Oh, God. <laughs> Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. Welcome to TFDD. Bo, you are Stonan, the Brobarian, tank-like tough guy, and taco-loving troubadour. Casey, you are Blazit, seventeenth of twenty, non-practicing farseer of far-flung futures and reincarnating reality-bending ladies' man. We return once more to the mean streets of Santiva, Stonehen's humble home hamlet, where our temporally traveling troops attempt an adventure most excellent, the retrieval of the avatar of a countermancy's oral abacus beads, and resulting repair of the elemental forces of math and time. Yes. Having hopefully impregnated Stonehen's grandmother, Beef Wellington Fish Strangler, with the supposed intention of repairing a quickly fraying timeline, Blazit the 17th joins Stonehen in a feast of borrowed tacos, the bill for which would come due in but a day's time. Hearing her progeny's predicament, Beef Wellington scoffs, 72 gold? The only way you'll come by that kind of coin by the morrow is through swindling or robbery, and you'll find Brobarians an unforgiving lot. That, or... Her eyes widen in realization. The arena! She points to Blazit. As the slayer of the previous arena champion, you must now take this mantle upon yourself and slaughter all challengers. Uh, gotta go, says Blazit the 17th, before disapparating once more into the infinite bosom of the cosmos. As he does so, however, a rumbling from below startles our party. The floorboards crack, dislodging what appears to be a mysterious and important note from the Journal of Jungle Many Rips. Then are torn apart as a mystical multicolored beam forces its way from the basement laboratory oh, and launches happening. hundreds of feet into the air. <laughs> Casey, you are now ah, Blazit, sixth of twenty. Your head, the head of a shining golden unicorn, sits atop the meaty shoulders of the former Pappy Fish Strangler. You are sailing hundreds of feet above the four streets of the Brobarian village of Santiva. I can fly so high. What do you do? What do you do? That's, this is pretty intense yeah. music. Let, letting it fade out. Oh, welcome uh, to yeah, another episode oh, of Name come That on. Fuck that. Uh, what is this? Episode <laughs> 1 through 30? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 let me get this straight. Uh-huh. I'm now Blazit, 
Fifth. Fifth of 20. Uh-huh. Um, they call me the quarter. <laughs> well, that would be five of 20. Yeah, all right. Yeah. See? Got it? See? Yeah. Math has come, un- come broken. You're just role-playing. That's super true. I'm excellent at math. I've got a super ripped barbarian body and a unicorn head. Why do you have a unicorn head? I don't know. Did that Was that part of the... I think that's what he said. I think I thought he was saying your own head. Oh, that may, well, that would make much more sense. It would, to me at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I'm flying? <laughs> I don't know what. There was a lot that happened. Okay, 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 okay. I need this like in book form. Smash cut. Yes. Smash cut I'm to the arena? I'm chicken on the grill. Oh. This looks You're weird. You're, you're watching di- washing dishes behind me. <laughs> See, I can wash dishes, man. I mean, <laughs> I want to go to a fucking arena, right? This makes sense. This isn't so bad. We agreed to work for one day to pay off 72 gold. You know what? Math and time's unstuck. I say we'd cut out after lunch and call it even. <laughs> Fuck it, Doc. We've got the best excuse. There's no math or time. Yeah, so I don't even know what you're... Yeah, so you know how I always introduced myself back in the day, back when I was 4 or 20, yes. before I came the quarter? Yes. As being a farseer? Yes. You and your farseeing eyes. Now you know why. Why is that? Because I'm unstuck in time, bro. I'm all over the place. But I... I don't I, actually see the future. I experience it, and then come back and tell old me every once in a while. It's usually a note written on the mirror. I don't... Old me doesn't know what that is. <laughs> He's confused every time he sees it. Do you think that, like... So, so in order to accomplish that, do, we, do you get involved in situations where you fucking, like, break time every once in a while? Every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have any special abilities except for you take great notes. I'm pretty good at magic. <laughs> You died by an accident the other day. Shit happens here in Santiva. Hey, man, I die all the fucking time. <laughs> you don't get to be the quarter without us going through some dudes. Yo, I wonder. So, also, you're my grandfather. Sort of future me, which is, is your you. grandfather. Who knows? That's anything could happen between between now and five and twelve. <laughs> that's my party time. <laughs> Shit's going to get ramped up in there. <laughs> I wonder what Tormaglorp are going to do when we ski that all on this bitch. Hey, who cares? We're never coming back to this shit hole, right? This, you didn't like these chips and tacos? I thought these chips and tacos are, I mean, this town. I live in this town, man. You lived in this town. We're going to bigger and better. I, look, We're going to go back to the future. Next week. Seriously, though, finish washing those dishes. I feel like our shit should have the same level of like production value. Like We should have dishing, dishwashing sounds. Shh. <laughs> like that yeah can you can you put that under my own voice of talking earlier (coughs) um yeah So I feel like we've had a lot of uh, calls about identity and how weird and like interrelated yeah. things can be. Yes. Even in our fantasy world. That Synchronicity, was kind of, as yeah. it were. Yeah. And uh, that continues with uh, call number two. Call number two. Hey, Derek. Hello, Sam. It's Rachel. Hey. Uh, so I want to follow up on Molly's call from uh, last episode about that weird text message she got from somebody else. I remember that. Uh, I'm pretty sure the 
that I have a doppelganger in like Central Florida who is some kind of like a real estate agent and or tycoon. Uh, I always get emails that are meant for her either about like um, properties that she just visited or like software she or her friends have tried out, like confirmation for jewelry orders, uh, even like a peewee football team roster and sign up. Weird. Um, and I think what's happened is that our emails, we must have like first and same last name, but maybe a different middle initial that's close to each other on the keyboard or like something weird. But my main question really is how do I fight her off when the eclipse transports her to Austin, Texas? Because clearly only one of us can survive. Whoa. Bye. Casey, thanks for your call. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Rachel. Casey. Yeah. A solar eclipse transports Rachel's doppelganger to Austin, Texas, and transports Rachel at the same time <gasps> to Central Florida, where she has to act like a real Over estate. Over the moon. That's the name of the film? Yeah. Over the moon? It's a solar eclipse. Whatever. <laughs> the moon's evolved. <laughs> Other side of... No. Too long. Under... No. I'm really stuck on the directions for some reason. Under. Over. Beside. <laughs> to the sun and back. To the sun and back. I leave it to you, audience. Yeah, name that film. Name that film. Yo, what if we made the name that film guy name that film? Yeah, name that film guy. What's the name of that film? What's that film called? Smart guy. Now you know what it's like. Biff Thick Neck. <laughs> Jeff Thirsty Worthy. <laughs> I can make up names too. How about that? <laughs> Jeff Thirsty Worthy. <laughs> So I've had the same thing happen to me, but what well, also like it's a little presumptuous that Florida women's would get transported to you. Well, I mean, she's she, got important meetings. She has Pee Wee football to get. Maybe she has even have kids. Maybe she's a coach. Who knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? She sounds very busy. Rachel's really busy though. She's got a podcast coming out on August twenty seventh. That's true. Called Splintered Caravan. Right. Called Insert Name. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I've had that happen to me. There was a woman who lives in uh, further east Texas. Okay. Who was signing up to things using my email address. Whoa. I, she had the same name. I right. think she didn't like put the dot or mm -hmm. the underscore or something. Or whatever. But she was signing up some really fun websites. Like? Like I was getting information about shoes a lot. And then I started getting information about find a sexy daddy that was a weird one. And then there was another find sexy daddy site. Sexy daddy? Yeah. She was looking for a rich daddy to take care of her. Maybe she thought that was you. No, it was like a welcome to findasexydaddy.com. Casey Shelton, or Whoa. my name. So are you now signed up for findasexydaddy.com? No, it's crazy. I didn't like go for it. <laughs> it seems like you would have at least like, you know, set up a profile. Put nah, nah, nah. <laughs> And then when I when I do the thing that all uh, people in their 30s do, where they go and they s sign up for uh, Snapchat. Yes. Like, I want to do this thing that's so popular, too. Right. It was already a, a person. Oh. So you think it's the same person? I think it might be. <laughs> they use the same email address. Oy. But I was a curvy baby 72 or some Curvy shit. baby 72? Like Holy was, shit. was the name she had used. And then I deleted Snapchat because I couldn't understand it. I don't get it either, dude. That's the shit that makes me feel the oldest in this world. Yeah, where it doesn't explain how to use the thing. Uh -huh. I'm just like, uh -huh. I, I don't get it and I don't Pictures. care. 
I'm just like, fuck, I'm never going to learn this because I don't care. Yeah. That's why Telefriends is not on Snapchat. Because <laughs> we can't figure it out. Because <laughs> we don't know how to do it. <laughs> you were telling me that you were following like Spencer Pratt's every move on Snapchat oh, for a minute. He started doing Instagram. So oh, shit. You're back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> All day, man. He updates constantly with like one of four things. It's him making coffee. Awesome. The perfect 32 gram... He's doing pour-over method? Thing. And if it is more than 32 grams, he's upset. When he nails it, he's very happy. (laughs) Him doing fucking karate or judo or something with some dude. Where rap music is playing. Someone is filming these two guys. Him and this other guy. Yeah. Doing it and practicing. The other guy's clearly an expert. Whoa. And he's learning. And it's like super compelling to watch. (laughs) Three is him going to food places or clothing stores. Those type of things. Yeah. And talking to the people that work there. Do they do they typically recognize them? They look a little shocked, but I think... Are they like, oh, He shit. acts like everybody recognizes him. <laughs> this is like... How about Will Solari? How about Spencer Pratt is living Will Solari's best life right they might, The world might implode of the two of them. Does he fuck with crystals? There's that's there's five, then. The fifth one's crystals. Okay. Or the fourth one's crystals. It's him looking at crystals, talking right. about crystals. Fifth one is hummingbirds. It started out with him just recording hummingbirds at a feeder. I, then it became him holding a little feeding thing and hummingbirds yes. coming up and eating out of it. This what? Why am I not doing this? And then it was a hat with humming, with feeders Fuck hanging from off. it. And them landing on it and eating it. And then it became him holding it down in his hand so they landed and sit on his finger while they're eating the stuff. Shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Then every I, once in a while he does like a thing where he looks like at a celebrity magazine and like comments on every article. And it's, no, it's pretty funny. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that wasn't a planned photo. That's... Oh, surprise. You're coming out of the gym and there's a guy to take your picture when you look your best. <laughs> what a weird. Yeah, it's great. Yo, it's like, I've been thinking a lot about this, like, about how, you know, Telefriends does not have any sponsorship of any kind. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm always thinking, like, what would be my dream sponsor? And I think I have one now. Fucking hummingbirdhats.com, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm in. Spencer Pratt. I'll talk about him every week. if he's Whatever it yeah. takes. Let me get a hummingbird hat, my guy. <laughs> you gotta find the hummingbirds first. They're around, right? Yeah, let's go Get done here and let's go buy a hummingbird feeder. That's the first step. I got one in the garage. I just haven't set the shit up. Just fucking hang it up. All right. You're not supposed to use the red liquid. That's not good for them. Just sugar water's fine. They don't need it to be bright colored. That doesn't attract them like a flower? <laughs> they figure mm. the dye is not supposed to be very good for them. Okay. Sugar water it is. Whatever it takes, hummingbirds. I'm here for you. We we end with a with with our advice on hummingbirds. With with Pratt. That's it. Chat. <laughs> and he's a terrible person, probably, right? <laughs> I forgot to mention that. Like, there's a reason his wife doesn't show up in it very often. Like, she seems like this so is gonna, a bit much. You're going to tell me we've done all these calls? That's been Telefriends. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks to Taku. Yeah, for the use of the song I'm supposed to do off the album, Do What You Love, which, by the way, I'm looking at, I'm, I want the, to buy this record, uh, like, the, the vinyl LP, um, but that shit is a lot of money. Yeah, probably because it, when it came out, you probably there wasn't very many of them. Right. No one knew. And he's like getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's like 150 bucks on Discord. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, b- b- speaking of, I'd say all that to say this, that we're we're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and you should fucking like our shit there. Yeah. Get in there and fucking get involved. Rate, review, subscribe on the old talk suggestions. The real number one thing you can do is fucking Something tell your friend about, about tell your yeah. friend. Tell, no. tell your friends about Telefriends. Yeah. Because we literally can't do the show without you. So, like, yeah, thanks for listening and calling. It's amazing. Uh, special shout out to new caller, Sarah. What up? Yep. And her friend... Heather. Heather. Pauline. Pauline? No, Heather. 
Kill, okay, where are we going to for lunch, dog? Oh, man. I'm so hungry. I'm like getting angry. Hungry. I feel ill after that white label. Don't drink a Mountain Dew white label on an empty stomach. No? No. It's too It's too exotic. Sure. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it exotic. It says it's mysteriously exotic. Barfy. <laughs> huh. uh, we can't get out of here without hearing back from our, our homie. What's called number five? Uh, what up? Of like cool dude stuff. Damn, dog. Clips by fucking men's right guys and fucking CrossFit dudes and other dudes who are just like, what, man? Fucking bros are full of hate. <laughs> Even though I sound like a dude full of hate right now. I, that... I'm just looking to... Gents, full circle. Got to the eclipse. Eclipsing Aerosmith once again. All right, guys. Some more thoughts. Bye. Will's got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something, something in my eyes. Don't know the rest of the words to the song. Something else happens here. Then he sings a little like this. <laughs> That's in there, right? Yeah. Have we used this one already? Oh, no. no, I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for doing Telefriends. Yeah, thanks for coming out. It's been 46. That's been episode 46. Let's do it again for 47 next week. Yo, we gotta figure out. I'm gonna be in Chicago. We gotta figure out when we're gonna do this. Oh, trip. shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> next week, 47. Ha, 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 ha.